raising a working Connie Corso puppy. So the first thing that I would say is teach them how to learn, teach them skills, how to how to pick things up fast. I don't care about behaviors. I don't care about, you know, sit down, stand, come, all that stuff. More than anything, I want them to be pushing me to work and I want to make sure that I take it slow. I build up their confidence. I give them a lot of wins, a lot of wins right off the bat. If we're having not a very good session, I'll just put them up before yep. I get frustrated. I have an idea of what I want, but you want to make sure you take it slow. Yep. You don't uh, speed it up. You don't compare yourself to people with Malinois and all that. You just, you know, be in your own race. And yeah, they mature way slower, so take your time. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Elevated Canine Podcast. I am here with my co-host. Roel Guerra. And today, we're going to talk about dogs. And uh, we have a bunch of questions from Instagram. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Cool. Actually, which, you know... What's up with you and Lila right now? What are you guys working on? Uh, so late, lately, I've been doing a lot more, literally just going back to the basics. I think with her, I'm a new dog trainer. For everybody out there, I'm a very new dog trainer, very new to the sports stuff. Uh, and she's the first dog that has shown me enough to where I can actually feel comfortable going on, on with her. But with me, I think I wanted, I wanted results too fast. And I tried fading lures and getting behaviors out of her before... It was she was good enough to get to that point. Yep. So what's really helped me at my last at those of you who were at the CSAU, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna or say his brevet. I know what really helped him, but <laughs> so I walked onto the field, and before we even got onto the field, she, you know, initially she was okay, um, but you know she could. I was nervous. I was nervous as hell. Like I, I brought her out, walked her around. The ground was super hot. It was like 103 that day out there. Yep. And. Um, I wanted her to down. She didn't want to down. And I just started panicking. And it, she she definitely was feeding off of me. And it got to the point to where I was like, Oscar, she's not listening to me at all. I think I'm going to pull out. And uh, Oscar was like, bro, even a cat could get their CSAU. And I was like, God damn it. If she doesn't get this CSAU, I'm just going to go get a cat. Yeah. Um, but my lack of preparation, I didn't have confidence in her, which, of course, she knew it. And, uh, you know, we got our CSAU, yeah. um, but I was literally having got to through. force he got her. Through. I was having to force her into the downs. Um, she ran past me on the recall. She stood up when I went behind the blind. And, uh, you know, after that, I was like, this yeah. can't happen again. Yep. And if from it, like from a, a training director standpoint, you know, the thing like when we're out there training, I, I tend to like do my thing and uh, and then I see them do their thing. And if. And I do a lot of things in my training that, you know, it's like if you're paying attention, you're going to you're going to get some of these these things <laughs> from me. And I felt like <clears throat> I felt like Roel needed it. And Ariel, who's also one of our trainers, she needed it. She needed to experience, uh, you know, being able to trying to, you know, trialing or being in front of a lot of people yeah. uh, with the dog not having all the equipment and and, you know, and I think it was uh, it was an eye opener for for both of them. Yeah. I personally already had a feeling of how it was going to go. Like I was like, you know what, I'm going to. And, and you know, a lot of people be like, nah, like I wouldn't let my people step into the field if they look like that. Because, yeah, I mean, as a team and you're if you're the training director, maybe you don't look the best if your team doesn't look the best. However, I feel like for them, it's the best experience because. Now they go, oh, shoot, I don't ever want that to happen to me again. And I am going to take training very serious. And I can, like, 
for anybody that has actually that paid attention, like that, you know, that's in our team or whatever, you could see a big difference in Roel as well as Ariel. The way they train, the way they're preparing now for, for, for everything is completely different than how they were preparing before that. Everybody thinks this uh, the dog sports stuff is easy, it, it, and it really does look easy from the outside until you step into the field and you don't have your rewards, you don't mm-hmm. have your, your uh, you know, and if you're using correction collars, you don't have that, you don't have any of that. And you have the pressure of people, uh, you know, that you're not used to. You, uh, you know, you act differently. Your dog travels down the line and then your dog acts differently. And it was really hot that day, you know. However, you know, if you could. So I, I think it was needed. It was a good thing. Yeah, I I, uh, I really, you know, I, I could have easily been like, nah, don't step. Don't go. You're not going to go out there, uh, you know, uh, until you guys are ready. But I felt like. It's needed. It happened to me. I needed it, and it helped me move forward and want to get better as a trainer. So, yeah, guys, uh, you know, a couple things when you are preparing your dog, whether it be for, you know, any competition, you know, French ring, IGP, whatever, take your time, yeah. uh, you know, lay a, lay a solid foundation, uh, and, and more than anything, um, you know, look at what you're going to be training for so that you put in the right reps uh, if you can get some what they call the uh, you know like mock trials in, do that. Uh, but but I think ultimately the best uh, the best teacher is uh, failing or like you know not looking the way you thought you were gonna look uh, at a trial. So anyways, so everybody out there preparing, <laughs> you know, take your time. But uh, you know because of that, I definitely went. I pretty much went back to the beginning. Yep. Um, using a lot of luring with her. She loves food. You know, it's funny. At one time I was asking Oscar and I was like, I want to move her to the ball. And cause I see everyone using a ball in their obedience. And he was like, why? She does great with the food. So I just stuck with the food. She, she likes toys and all, but uh, I get, I get more out of her with the food. And so I just, so for now I've been sticking with that. And, and uh, the other day we went to a brand new field that she's never seen. And uh, we did some obedience with her, and she looked she looked amazing. Yeah. Yep. And then later on that night, Larry helped me run uh, run through the brevet obedience exercises, and we were able to do the whole thing off leash. Yep. She did everything great. Uh, her healing was good. Um, you know, all of the all basically every scenario we went through, she she did really well. Um, and so I'm hoping to possibly get the brevet on her before the end of the year, as long as you know, cool. we keep going the direction we're going. Yeah. And no, I think, I think it's looking really good and I think it, it's definitely uh, possible. And I think, you know, as a, as a handler now, I think you, you're viewing it a little bit different. You're going to prepare differently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're not just gonna, you know, wing it, uh, you know, but anyways, and, uh, Ariel was, she was supposed to trial this weekend as well. Uh, for her BH and she was looking really good. Uh, the dog was looking really good. And, um, but you know, I got canceled, so we're not going to be able to see that, but I was pretty uh, pumped for that. Uh, so anyways, as, uh, as for me, I am preparing uh, Rogan. He's going to be trialing later this month and, um, yeah, we'll see how he does. I haven't trained him. I haven't done too many reps with, uh, with French ring. The sport of French ring is just so hard, man. Like you got to have the right decoy to help you out and, um, it's just, it's just not an easy, easy sport. Uh, I, I feel like other sports are easier cause, uh, you know, the, the decoy doesn't have to be as skilled as a French ring decoy. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, we're going to trial at the end of the month. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully we get a second leg and, uh, we'll go from there. So, all right. So we got, 
we got some questions. Uh, you know, earlier I asked on Instagram for people to ask some questions that we could answer on the podcast. So one of them is, and this is by uh, Thanos, the Connie, the Corso, uh, raising a working Connie Corso puppy. So I think raising any dog, you know, to do any type of work, you got to pay attention to the genetics right off the bat if it's something that you want to do. Uh, you want to make sure you get a confident dog. I'm sure we've mentioned this before on podcast, but make sure the dog is confident first and foremost, mm -hmm. because without confidence, you know, it's going to be really hard to get through certain steps in your dog sport career or, you know, your working career with your dog, especially a Connie Corso. Another thing with a Connie Corso is most of them, most of the ones I've worked with, they mature a lot slower than Malinois and everything. And people want to treat them as if they were a Malinois. And it's like, bro, like, take yep. your time. Take mm -hmm. your time. Like, I, I have a Verona right now. And me luring her to do a, a circle is super slow. It doesn't look fancy. It doesn't look good on video right yeah. now. Yep. And it's okay. But you got to make sure you give the dog the time to learn and get the basics down really good. So the first thing that I would say is with the, with the working Connie Corso puppy is teach them how to learn, teach them skills, how to, how to pick things up fast. I don't care about behaviors. I don't care about, you know, sit down, stand, come all that stuff more than anything. I want them to be pushing me to work. And I always mention that. And I want to make sure that I take it slow. I build up their confidence. I give them a lot of wins, a mm -hmm. lot of wins right off the bat. If we're having not a very good session, I'll just put them up before yep. I get frustrated. Um, and yeah, just build really slow. Uh, I have an idea of what I want uh, for the future. I, you know, I'm going to be teaching focus heel. I'm going to be teaching fronts. I'm going to be teaching, you know, eventually retrieves and whatever. But you want to make sure you take it slow. Yeah. You don't uh, speed it up. You don't compare yourself to people with Malinois and all that. You just, you know, be in your own race. Uh, and yeah, they mature way slower. So take your time. You got any questions over there? Roy? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I guess this is along the line. What to expect out of a working breed puppy or a puppy in general? Um, I would say you shouldn't have too many expectations from a puppy period. Um, they're puppies. They're still very young. Uh, as far as working breed dogs, um, just like Oscar said, a confident dog is definitely what you're going to want to look for. Um, and it also depends on what sport you're going into. But as far as a puppy, you know, if you're looking at a dog that's really young at that point in their life, you shouldn't be looking, you shouldn't be expecting much out of it. Just like Oscar was saying, you know, shaping behaviors, having, letting the dog learn different skills and stuff like that. As a dog gets older, then you're going to start seeing different things. But as far as a puppy is concerned, just let the puppy be a puppy. Let the dog enjoy its life as a puppy. Um, Unless, you know, I don't know, I don't never, I've never owned a Malinois, so I don't know how fast they mature compared to other dogs. Uh, but I know with pit bulls, just like Corsos, they mature a little bit slower. Um, so it's hard to expect too much too soon from them. Yeah. I, I, I mean, for me, if, if, it, if I'm going to get a Malinois or a Shepherd or even a Corso, I do, there's, there are certain things that I want to look for in the beginning because if he's going to be working, I want to make yeah. sure they like to bite a little bit. That they like to hold and carry. Yep. Uh, that's another thing. Um, and that they aren't so uh, so sensitive. Timid, like if, yeah. if they take, um, <clears throat> if they get their feelings hurt too easily. So I desensitize a lot of this stuff, like right off the bat. Like I'll, I'll rough play with them. I'll do that Got type it. of stuff. 
if I see that they get shut down too easily or, you know, any of that stuff, then, you know, uh, yeah, for and, sure. and I mean, another thing too, that you, that a lot of people don't really take in consideration that I, I feel that more people need to focus on is, um, like just regular life skills, like being around other dogs, not shying away or, you know, That's the how to interact thing. with yeah. other dogs. I got, I got a, I got a dog in, you know, that's still young, about a year old. He just came in. I see him interact with other dogs, and he doesn't know how. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you know, I let him out with my with my with Wapo, and Wapo like he's just like pawing at his face, and he's still acting like a puppy. Like, yeah. and you know, you got to teach him how to deal with that. So, you know, when you're raising a dog, instead of thinking so much about you know the how crazy it is, how how you know, I've seen people like you know do bites with dogs, dunk them into water, and doing all that like. But then you later on, you never even see the dog again. Yeah. So, you know, focus on things that really matter. Like, if, like you know, building the dog's confidence again. Uh, for me, uh, how, you know, the dog, how to interact with other dogs, life skills that the dog's going to need. And then just start building real slow. Like, you know, you're going to put them in a puppy circle, work on their, whoever's working them, make sure they work on the grips, they carry, they are possessive. You want to make sure that the dog is possessive for whatever he's biting, um, you know. And that type of stuff. So, anyways, yeah. that's what I got. As far as expect what to expect, the, the way I look at it is, you are, you have the dog already, right? For, at that point, you like the things you looked for. You should have already been seen. Um, but another thing too is like you can see a dog in a video and it looks amazing, yeah, right. Um, and then when you get the dog, it's not it's not playing the way it was with its siblings, right? It's not biting or pulling on the tug because it's in a new house or those other puppies aren't around it. So I guess it's hard. It, it's hard to like looking for those behaviors when you're not there to see the, the puppy in person. Yep. That's another thing you really need to take into consideration. Yeah, you'll see, um, again, like Ross said, you'll see videos. They're all confident. And somebody contacted me last week and they're like, Hey man, like what, what do I do? I'm like, just each puppy, take them out of their main yard and put them somewhere else and see how they react or see how fast they're like Verona. Yeah, I saw that she was a little weird in the beginning, but then I saw that she would warm up fast and yeah. she would overcome it. And I was like, all right, I like that about her. I like that she, yeah. you know, she might something might spook her, but then she comes back. Now I'm not saying she's like gonna have be this like top sport dog. That's not even why I got her. I just got her because I I enjoy training puppies and and you know and I and I liked her. Um, but yeah, that's another thing. Separate the dog, take him out of its pack, and see how he acts there, and see how fast it recovers from things. What age should I start expecting more from my corso and pushing uh, more for obedience? Listen, I think that that has that depends a lot on your skill set as a trainer to bring out the best in that dog, as well as the genetics of that dog. Like some dogs are just not going to have it. They're going to be like really slow and sluggish dogs, especially like corsos are big. They're not really into it. And the more skilled you become as a trainer, the more you learn the better you can, the more you're going to be, be able to bring out of them. So I can't really tell you when your dog is going to turn on. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I would say it's going to turn on when you become a better trainer and you could bring out the best out of him. So as much as we want to put it on the dog, sometimes I think we also have to look at us and reflect on like, Oh shoot. Like maybe I'm not, you know, I'm not that good. I'm still learning and you know, you'll get better as you go. And that, and that's cool. Uh, you know, and maybe if you get another dog in the future, you're going to be able to do better with that dog. But I would definitely, you know, look for somebody maybe that is a little more experienced with than you and see if they could bring out more in the dog and see how they interact with your dog. Yeah. And then you mimic what they do 
so that you could bring out more of that so you can learn basically so again i don't think it, it, it this is so much about the dog uh as much as it is about you you are going to bring out the best potential in the, in the dog and yes genetics do have a lot to do with it um but ultimately it's what you do yeah and they're all individual dogs yeah I mean, and, dog. and it doesn't matter the breed Exactly. I've had Corsos come in at four or five months and they were amazing and they loved it and they worked in obedience. We've had Corsos eight, nine, one years and they're like, you know what? Screw you. I don't want to do anything. Yep. So it really depends on the dog as well. Exactly. Exactly. All right. We're going to do uh, one more, Roa. Okay. And then uh, we'll see a go question. You got one? Do go you plan it. to put out more training videos? Really enjoy your podcast. Well done. Thank you. Um, yeah, we're definitely going to start putting out more training videos. We're going to start putting out, I don't know if this is okay, but we're going to start putting out training courses. Yep. Um, for those who don't have the ability to come train with us in person, well, we're going to have videos available for you, uh, with the style of training that we use here at Elevated Canada. Yep. So keep an eye out for that. Yep. And then I am doing an online course, which Ro is also going to be helping me with, and it's going to be called the Corso Coach. And that is coming up really soon. And it's going to be, you know, Everything Corso for Corso people, Corso owners. So make sure you guys keep a, an eye out on that. And then, uh, you know, we got the elevated canine media that, you know, we're going to be putting out uh, more for YouTube sure. videos, more co more free content, and as well as, you know, some online stuff. So, yeah, we're excited about that, right? Yeah, we want to help you guys elevate your canine. Let's go. So, anyways, we'll see you guys on the next one. And remember, guys, elevate your mind. Elevate your canine. Let's go. Cool. Let's get it. This that go and get it. With no hesitation. This that never quit, start that elevation.